Hey my friends, welcome back to another installment of Badass Unscripted. This week I'd like to teach you about the silver linings strategy. Now I'm sure that much has been said about silver linings from a retrospective standpoint. This may even be an existing retrospective technique. And I may have even seen it done a couple times. And, and here's what I fear though, is that using a team room, are we really, do we really feel free to be open and genuine about our silver linings? Or is silver lining something we often just pay lip service to? So if I tell you that everything negative that happened, and let's get used to using the word negative, right? There's no point in sugarcoating stuff. Sometimes bad things happen. It feels bad. It sucks. When things suck, do we just come up with any silver lining? Well, on the good side, I learned a lot. We'll know better for next time. Those things are good and valuable, I suppose, but in my experience, they don't become a true and deep practice until you learn to do it individually. A silver lining is not something that you just stick onto a negative event and say, there you go, it wasn't so bad, really. I mean, when things suck, we should say, ah, that sucked. I didn't enjoy that. However, the silver lining is something that forces you to grow or change or instantly become better. Most importantly, a really great silver lining is one that transforms how you think about the event. It takes real emotional depth and experience and courage to go there, even on a completely private and personal level. So I want to give you some that are like starter points. Now, I only get this kind of insight because I journal consistently. I've done a separate episode on the value of journaling, the value of bookending, and of course, we all know about the value of introspection. So introspection is lost if we don't record it and then act on it. So we live in an age where new information is coming up every second and it's competing aggressively for your attention. If you don't have a journaling or note-taking habit, you need to get one because that's where all the growth is going to happen. So assuming you've got that house in order, let me share with you some things that I've written down that have happened to me that are real experiences. I rarely lose gigs, but I have lost one or two. When I really look back at why I would have lost them, it's never because I failed to perform a certain duty well, but I think what happened is I simply wasn't comfortable in situations where I couldn't lead. And there were probably cases where my leadership is not quite what was needed. So what I learned from that is multifold. Number one, there may be times where if you need to keep a certain role, or a certain customer, you might have to bend on some of your principles if you expect to fit in and keep getting a paycheck. On the other hand, if it is important to you to live a life that is value-driven and values-driven, and you feel you have something to contribute, and you feel that you're a natural-born leader, then you need to accept that there are certain people that just won't like you, there are certain places where you won't fit, and they've probably done you a favor by creating the space to go your own way. So it was in that moment that I learned that I'm probably not going to do well as a member of an 80-person transformation team, especially a top-down one that tries to push transformation or change on people. Rather, I'm much more effective as an on-the-ground, guerrilla-style change agent, where I'm able to reach individuals one person at a time, and where I'm able to start with the willing and projects that fit. You know, that's my philosophy, and that philosophy evolved from not getting renewed, not getting the business in some of my previous contracts. Here's another example straight from the pages of my little handwritten library. When too many challenges jump out at me at one time, 
have a tendency to feel the overwhelm, to get a little bit paralyzed, and even to get a little angry or uncomfortable. The silver lining from that is that those are the challenges that clearly as a leader, I need to get better at. So these challenges, when I have days when a whole bunch of things are going wrong in a row, one after the other, when everyone seems to call me when the exact same five minute window, and I get freaked out and frustrated, that is nature telling me that you've got a weak spot right here and we're gonna keep pushing it until you figure out a way to get better at it. Not only that, but I'm grateful for being shown over and over and over that I still haven't mastered that trait. Grace, courage under fire. And it's not gonna be a one and done solution. This will not change overnight. You have some deep-seated challenges, assumptions, and mindsets that have to change, and you have to change them through careful, thoughtful, meticulous, and repetitive practice. There's been a number of occasions recently too where I've been paired up with or had placed on my teams people that are just not a great fit for me. You know, there's a tendency, I'm sure you know this, to get down on it and say, ah, shit, that's unfair. This is not who I wanted to work with. Why do I got to deal with this guy or girl? But in my most retrospective moments, I'm able to step back and say, you know what? I need this person in my life because there's, you're never going to be handed a team of people who are awesome at what they do and are an amazing fit for your particular style of working. So you had better get good at dealing with all kinds of people. Whatever your thing is, those people are going to show up in your life over and over until you learn how to work with them. So be grateful for the opportunity. Be grateful that those opportunities come early and come often, week in and week out. Someone new shows up in your life who is just your polar opposite. They rub you 100 kinds of the wrong way. Good. This is exactly the challenge you needed right now. And not to mention, what about when things are unfair? When you work triply hard for an opportunity and somebody else won instead. Maybe you've been working on a client bid. Maybe you've been applying for a job and somebody else gets it. Where's the silver lining in that? This is something you really, truly wanted. Well, what if you were to take on the mindset that when those kinds of losses happen, that there's something even better for you around the corner? And that whole process that you just went through was presented to you so that you could become more, so that you could be better, so that you could learn the lessons you need to learn so that next time you're standing in the winner's circle. You know, once you take on a championship mindset, you never think to yourself, either I win or I lose. You think to yourself, either I win or I learn. But you gotta take those lessons to heart. You gotta go somewhere with them, don't you? You can't just lose and then say, well, on the plus side, you know, maybe I didn't really want that job anyway. Because then you're not stretching to get any better. The idea behind silver linings, it's supposed to take you to a place where you become more. So instead of saying, well, on the bright side, I prefer to say, the silver lining is, now I get to blank. I get to learn. I get to practice. I get to become better. I get to grow from this challenge. I get to be humble about where my limits are. Those to me are real silver linings because those are the areas where you get to close your gaps. So from now on, when you do retrospectives, either personal or as a team, make sure that all of your silver linings aren't just serving as a way for you to feel better about what happened or to excuse weak performance, but rather as shining a spotlight on the areas where you are about to grow and become more. 
Make sure you're writing all this down and revisit it frequently because this is so important in your growth as a leader and in your approach to mastery and excellence as an agile team. Guys, thank you so much for being true believers. Wherever you are in this world, in the 90 plus countries where this podcast is now reaching, I know you're out there. I appreciate each and every one of you. And until we meet again, stay badass. Badass.